guys, welcome to Let's Talk with Matt and Johnny. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking around the um, documentary that's actually on Channel 4 at the moment. We did one last week talking about Roman Kemp, talking about his friend with suicide. This time, we're going to be talking about the uh, the one with Caroline Flack on Channel 4. Uh, if you haven't watched it already, uh, by all means, we um, say go, go and watch it, go and uh, give it a watch and and listen to to her story um, about it as well. And we're going to be reflecting on that today. Um, I mean, I watched this last night, and you know, my initial um, thoughts on it is that you know it was quite clear that she had, you know, some sort of um, not necessarily a mental illness, but she had that kind of that tendencies for depression very very early on. You know, you know, some of the early videos that you saw of her, she was. You know, crying and very upset and, and very emotional child, um, which obviously then got magnified when she was when she was older, um, with the fame and, and everything else that came along with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's it quite a quite an interesting you know story as well. But um, but obviously, I want to get get your uh, yeah. you know reflection on it as well, guys. So you know, Johnny, yeah. first of all, what's your what's your thoughts about it, mate? Um, yeah, pa powerful documentary. Um, it was very evident that uh, when Caroline hit fame, uh, very quickly, very suddenly, uh, I think it was X Factor, Wally Murs, and uh, she got absolutely slammed. Both of them did because they replaced Indomit O'Leary, and you know that's a big model, uh, a big role model, and a big presenter to to replace. So the pressure was on before the show even began. Um, the media made a massive impact on her life and I don't think she knew how to deal with it. Uh, the people around her that spoke about Caroline were clearly um, didn't, couldn't understand the way that she was processing the negativity and processing the, the, um, the, the, the pressure that she was, she was getting. Uh, I thought it was really sad, really, um, the whole self-harming. Um, you know, when she was... One thing that really shows up for me, one thing that I saw is when she was, I think it must have been like the red carpet and she had about God knows how many cameras. Caroline, can you move your head this way, move that way? Like, honestly, I, how can you deal with that? Like all that, all them cameras there, I struggle with one, let alone 50, 100 cameras. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so really she put on a very, very brave face, I think. And she, you know, like, like we said in previous podcasts, mental health is an invisible illness. So it's very good to put on her face and very good to hide that negative factor of feeling low. Um, but it just shows that for me, I definitely don't want to be famous. I don't know about you, Sanj, but I just, you know, for both of you lads, I no way would I want to be famous after watching that. Nah, I completely agree, mate. I have no <laughs> no interest in being, being famous or even being a celebrity or anything like that. Um, there was one thing which I picked up on about this is that Ask you two actually out outright. Did you know before obviously she passed away that she had any type of mental illness? No. No, I think I think there was certain things in the media that you read, but that's all you get access to, don't you? Really, you no. get access to things that are in social media, and you get things that are saying, "Oh, you know, Caroline's a, you know, um, bit like this." But you you watch her on the programs, you know, you watch Love Island, you watch her on you know other programs with other people, you know, things like she was on like Celebrity Juice and stuff. You know, she's very good friends with um, with Keith Lemon, wasn't she? So, you know, you watch her and you wouldn't you wouldn't know, would you? She put on a yeah. like they said in the program, she put on a very very good act. <laughs> but, this, but this is the point, right? No one really knew apart 
apart from her close family. So this is the problem is that people were not, they're not understanding. They don't know. Now yeah. I just thought about something. Think about Tyson Fury. I know completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Obviously he's gone through a massive phase in his life where he's gone very depressed, tried to commit suicide, but then look at, look what everyone knows. Everyone knows that he's had issues and he's had problems and he's dealt with them and he's, he's worked hard to change them. We never, never knew about Caroline's problem, the past and the problem, the problems of the past. It's just see the big difference. And the difference is between talking and not talking. Now, let's be honest. Like if obviously something did happen and well, before she actually tried to commit suicide and, and then all of a sudden did speak up, then what would happen then? She probably would still be here today. Mm. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the documentary itself, it was obviously the year, the year that's gone past um, since she passed away. I remember when I found out I was in Texas um, in Austin, Texas. And um, I was just, I looked on the news and I was just like, what? I was like, absolutely in shock. Cause I always had a lot of time for her. She's a great presenter, great personality, just very warm. This, this is the thing you just never know you never know and i know we've said it before you never know who's fighting a battle so be kind mm. which, yeah. is, which is you know exactly what they uh you know when as soon as she passed they were, you know there was a lot of people that were wearing kind of like be kind t-shirts if you remember mm. back in, in in february last year and um and yeah it's, it's just a mad mad thing isn't it that you kind of you think that somebody is um as well and you think they're kind of on top of their very much like we were saying about joe in the last you know thing roman's friend that you know somebody that you got to think they're at their you know they're doing well they're successful they're they're you know um are able to go and do things they they are um in a sense you know successful people that you would think oh they're they've achieved what they wanted to achieve they've set out what they wanted to do right um but still have these very, very, you know, deep underlying things. Because in those two examples that we're talking about in the last episode in this one, is that both of these people didn't didn't talk about it, weren't open with their friends or family necessarily, kept it very, very private. And even though, Sandra, you said that obviously they're the, the family and very close friends may have known episodes that she's had in her past, but she was very you know, wanted to keep that quiet. There was things that when, I think there was a yeah, point yeah. It was with her mum that she was saying that where she had to take, I think it was maybe like antidepressant pills or something like that, that she didn't want anyone to know. Right. She, yeah. Like, keep that quiet. Don't yeah. anyone. And that's at a young age. That wasn't when she had fame or whatever. She was on her way up, right? And, you know, and even then she was like, don't tell anyone. I don't want anybody to know. Don't want anybody in school to know that I'm taking these things and was very, very private then. And I think she had that whole kind of stigma of if I let myself, my true self show of the vulnerability of how she is, that she would not be as successful no. as she was, which I, you know, in hindsight, we could say, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, you you know, that's your, you're the personality there behind the scenes. You, you kind of let that out and, and you have um, some insecurities, which we all have, you know. But, um, but yeah, I think that's where she kept it so hidden and, and kept it so, you know, and there were so many people that were, even after as well, that came out and were like, we can't believe that we didn't do enough. And she, she didn't want to. She didn't want to. Um, she didn't want to uh, show her, her weakness, though, because she was Caroline Flack, the energetic one, the people that 
wants her to talk to the fun one. She didn't want to be that person that was down in the dumps because that's just not her personality. She was buzzing around. She was a good presenter. She was on Love Island. She was, she was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And that I find that I think that's really sad that she obviously I know her family found out no one else knew. Like Ollie Murs, he said, if I knew, like um Ronan Kemp with uh with, with his friend, if he knew, then he he would he could have helped. He just never knew. Couldn't even like grasp a concept or or you know, get into a head or when she was talking, even get them signals uh, of any weakness. And I think I think that's just that is sad. So sad. Mm. Um, do you reckon yeah. if um, Roman, sorry, mate, do you reckon if Roman Kemp, um, if his producer knew that he was on antidepressants, because obviously he's been on it since what he was 15 or something, I can't remember what the age he was. So if he was on it since he was 15, then do you reckon if his producer knew that he was on it, that his producer might have opened up? That's a very good point. What a point. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, we don't don't know whether they they spoke about it openly like that. Whether Roman was open with him in that sense, yeah. And you see what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And it's the same thing, you know, mm. with, with Caroline. Is that there's, you know, showbiz. There's, you know, out of the the national average of people, you're going to have other people that are are in showbiz that are also going through the same thing. But because you just keep it under wraps, that. Yeah, there could be other people that are very close to you that that could, you know, that are going through the same thing. Let's let's take it away a little bit. And obviously, she passed away, and the awareness that she created from family and friends. I know two trainers, PTs that trained her, and the awareness that they um, like raised a lot of money for mental health charity. And if it was a there was a suicidal uh, charity as well. The amount of awareness that this has created is unbelievable. And it's really sad that it does have to take someone like Caroline Flack and that to do this. Mm. Um, but if it was like, you know, there's other women out there comp- struggling, like mm. proper struggling. So they, you know, a lot of people then start relating to Caroline's story of, you know, maybe not having the best of relationships. I mean, you know, she, she like that, her mum said, she did go through a lot of men. She was never satisfied. She was never happy. She got bored quickly. Mm. Like that shows no satisfaction in life at all, does it really? Like I know she had all the, all the love islands and a great job, but she couldn't, she couldn't, you know, keep a relationship going and can, you know, what I'm trying to say is that people struggling out there nowadays need to talk more need to talk not just to their family but friends as well because you know if I'm talking to you Matt say or you Sanj and you feel the same as me and I might not even have picked up that you you feel low or got those feel exactly the same as I do so instead of talking to like one person two people talk a little bit more to people that you trust Mm. um that's a massive that's a massive thing that I that I took from it from myself really yeah definitely and 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 like you say there's you know if you speak, the more people that are aware of your situation and the more that you have around you, I know that we mentioned last time about if you had a group of 10 people, Sanjay, you, you mentioned there, you had a, a lineup of 10 friends. How many of those are the types of friends that you would go to in the first instance that you felt that you were feeling low or whatever? Um, and it would be less than a handful of people, um, less than half of those people you would 
you would go to in the first instance. Mm. But but also it's the same thing is that if you only speak to your mum, you know, I think in Caroline's instance, she probably spoke to her mum, maybe her sister a little bit, and maybe one of her friends. Um, <clears throat> then, you know, if, if they're not going through it, as in their lives are moved on and, and her friend was, you know, in a similar industry, but her, she was in a, a long-term relationship. She had, you know, she had all of that kind of family thing where Caroline never really had that. She never really had that stability. And maybe it was probably the people that she was surrounding herself with, like you say, the relationships that weren't really understanding what she was doing. They just thought she was a bit crazy. But actually, they didn't understand her actual illness that she was going through at the time. You know, and I think that's the thing. If, if there was more people that were surrounding her that she spoke to, you know, if she spoke to Ollie Mersmore, for example, or she spoke to people that were close to her, Natalie Pinkman was on there, you know, things like that. If she spoke to those types of people, which seemed very down to earth, very, you know, genuine people, you know, even Dermot as well seemed, and his wife seemed very, you know, they seemed yeah. like lovely, lovely people. And again, if she opened up to those types of people, then she probably could have got help. And, and it didn't need to be in the media. And that's, and we haven't even talked about the media in this thing yet, but, you know, it didn't need to be all over, splashed over the media, just being like, look, I'm going through this thing. Do you know anybody that can help me, you know, or whatever? Um, and just be that, that ear or that shoulder, you know? The only thing is the media, the media sorry, manipulate stories like that. That's the issue, isn't it? Which then causes further damage. Of course. And, and, and that was, you know, I think the the last straw really, which was you know really upsetting, which was obviously the a you know a, a, a fight that she'd had with a, a couple of her partners um, and had got out of hand um, that that caused her to kind of spiral a little bit, and she felt that she couldn't get out of that. Um, you know, there was one where she like self harmed herself, but it looked you know the media made it seem like it was you know she'd beaten this mm. guy up again, you know, she'd done this whole thing again and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and all the headlines that came up on the program as well, it's like Caroline Wack and all this kind of stuff. And just thinking, hold on a second, like, I get that you're trying to sell a story, right? But you've got to think there's a person behind that story. They don't care though, do they? They don't. They don't care. It's money, no, isn't it? And that's the problem is really the, the, the cause of, death is not only just caroline taking her own life but the the sheer pressure and the sheer you know the the surrounding of that yeah. you know social media in that instance as yes she was a social media addict and there are a lot of people that are you know in that industry that are surrounded by it that are you know that is their life they you know perceive this image um and then they're they're kind of you know putting that across and they're, they're obviously you know, very conscious of that. But again, it's, it's like this, the media have just spun all these stories out, out of it because that's what sells. People will read that. They, they like Caroline Flack and they think, oh my God, like Caroline, like what's going on? Like that's what we, we don't see that when you're this bubbly character that's on these TV shows. Yep. Um, and then that's what sells, you know? Yeah, there was a little clip on there as well. I was jumping in on that of her getting out of a car, going into a hotel. There was a photographer and she had a coat overhead. And this photographer was like, What are you doing? Why are you not giving me time? Why are you not showing your face? Imagine like leaving your house and having a photographer straight in your face straight away. You'll be, I'll be dreading going out. Like, how are you supposed to have a good time? How are you supposed to get away from it? 
are there around the corner all the time. Yeah. No break. You've got to also remember that there is a, there is a side story to this, is that she actually thrived off that at some point. She actually got a buzz off being in the public eye. Like she actually like enjoyed being papped. She enjoyed sub subconsciously enjoyed having people talk about her. Maybe obviously not in the negative way, but people talking about her because the fact that people were talking about her made her feel fulfilled. We all know realistically deep down that was not the right way to be going to think about it, and she's obviously very misunderstood. But I genuinely think just going back back a little bit to when she obviously her family and stuff knew about her situation. There's got to be a massive a massive massive point of educating family members on um, how to deal with people with mental health or how to pick up the signs or what to do family if you've got someone and i'm speaking from experience as well if you've got someone who's got a mental health illness within your immediate family or family you do not want them to be speaking or um, trying to get advice from other family members it's one of the worst things you can do your family members absolutely need to be there to support you not give you advice because they do not know what's right for you in that time you need to go they need to go out and seek a professional so for example if she was went to her sister and said oh look you know I'm not feeling great i'm feeling quite depressed da, 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 for all these reasons i don't know what to do her sister could say look i'm here for you i'm here to support you how about we try this you know and go seek external help mm-hmm. because without that but the thing is at that time if you don't know how to handle it and you're like a sister or a brother or a mum or dad then how are you supposed to deal with it yeah. But you have no idea. And then you could be given the wrong advice, which unfortunately I think may have been given at some point through that. Yeah. And also, real fine line. I totally, I totally agree with that. And I think that is, again, is, is I totally agree with educating, you know, families and things like that. Because again, it's, you know, if you are feeling down or if you are going to family members and you're using them as your, you know, you're expressing your feelings to your to the to your family. They will most, you know, if you say oh, I'm feeling down or this is a this particular instance is making me feel down, that family member or the family members that you're talking to will try and extract you from that um, that experience, which is very difficult. You know, if you think Caroline, oh, you know, the the media, the media themselves are causing me to feel like this you can't necessarily mm. take her away from that because they're always going to be there right because that's what she's that's her career that's what she's they're, they're helping her to get to that point but also secondly you know it's it's also the the family are just going right let's just distract you by doing something different instead you know rather than actually saying yeah let's go and physically get some help um they just go oh, let's just you know let's just have fun let's have a good day and let's not think about it and all that kind of stuff the more famous she was going to get, I mean, she was. Look- Sorry, mate. The more, more famous she got, mate, the more she must expect she's going to be in the media eye. So, you know, you sort of kind of, I think you need to prepare for it. You do. Mm. Especially now, if you're it new. It was almost like, it, the thing is, mate, just to jump in on that, but it was almost like an addictive trait she had. And yeah. she was getting addicted to that. That was the problem. Even though she knew it was wrong and it was actually messing her up, she yeah. was almost addicted to that that fame in a, in a weird way. Like not coming off her phone. Like I'm very good at doing yeah. that. Coming off your phone. She never. She was always on her phone all the time because, like you say, she was addicted to like who was following her. What what you know? I'm not keeping enough update on my social media because people nowadays are really nosy in people's lives, and if you show that, then they they're going to be all over it. 
the question the question I've got that comes to my mind is that how many other celebrities or even just people are they're in their similar position to that Caroline was mm-hmm. and not seeking help. Like you look at the likes of Tyson Fury, who's gone through all this pain and then come out the other side. Keanu Reeves has gone through all this pain, come out the other side. I mean, the list is endless. The amount of people like that that have come through this and they are in the public eye. Like they've all, it was, it would always be so amazing if Caroline did come through it and then she was telling her story, you know, and she went to rehab or whatever it might be. But the question is who, who else right now is in that similar position and how do we encourage them to go out and start talking? That's that's always the golden Correct. question, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's the that's the most difficult thing, isn't it? The most difficult question is yeah. you know they they probably know themselves that they need to come out and say, look, I'm going through this. And it's it's the vulnerability, isn't it? It's is again, it's that whole thing of are you willing to be vulnerable? And open up mm. about it when when like you say sanji there's loads of other examples where they have opened up about their vulnerability and saying yes i've gone through this and i'm feeling well, i currently feel <laughs> there's episodes that i have every day or every other day that i feel you know i'm up or down i'm very you know don't really have a steady day i'm either up or down either day right so and that's the thing is if they can come out and be open like that, then again, I think that that will also encourage other people that aren't in the public eye that are also going through the same thing is to say, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the same as well. Yeah. Uh, that's, why, that's why some people, sorry to butt in, that's why some people are setting up Instagram accounts, sharing their feelings and trying to create this community of, oh, yeah, people are saying that a lot of people are doing that. And it's um, they're doing it sort of behind, not even showing their face or anything. They're just literally no, posting just, stuff, but nothing. Okay. So you don't know who they are, basically. Yeah, like a little quote, and then a, like a massive context worth of how they're feeling. And then there's all these comments yeah. like, "Oh my god, it's so good to hear that." I feel exactly the same. And creating this whole like community, which I feel like social media now is creating this like community in different areas of like different people feeling the same, mm-hmm. but not showing their identity or not showing their face. Like you said, Sanj, and you know, which which is good, which is a good powerful. Way That's powerful. Open. Pretty powerful. Mm. Mm. Really, really powerful. Do you think though something like that would help people resolve it or be a, more conscious of it? Or you know, is that something yeah. that is yeah. will actually, you know, bring somebody out of feeling that way? No, hundred percent. Because you're making them. I'm going to go, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but when I was teaching my cancer rehabilitation stuff, the whole purpose was that yes, to get the exercise, to get the movement. But the whole purpose was not to make one person feel like they're going through this whole experience on their own, to be amongst of a group, to be around, surrounded by people that are feeling exactly the same, having the same emotions, um, the same side effects from different treatments, making them people not feel alone. So I do feel that it's really that the interactive side of it um, is powerful, really powerful. And that's a very good positive for social media. We're very quick to blame social media for the negative negativity it takes on people. But things like that, yeah. we, we had um, like, uh, I'm going to go off a tangent a little bit again, but we had Alexa Taylor on talking about the group that she's created. That's that's a whole that's a community in itself. Mm. People feeling like she does, or been through the same thing as mm. what she's been through. Yeah, yeah. So it so it, is, it does help, you know. Yeah. 
No, that's very true. And and same same again with Helen as well. And you know, yeah, yeah. living liberty thing. And and you know, it's yeah, very much so. Is is that you know there is a, the sense of community or sense of you know somebody can fight you can fight. It doesn't necessarily um, need to have a face or need to have somebody that you are um, aware of. You know what I mean? Like as in sometimes when you go to a friend or a family they are invested in you because they know you personally to a, to a degree. And also a bit biased. Exactly. Right. And they've got, they got an existing relationship with you. So it's such, such a different dynamic. Yeah. And that could, and that could also change slightly when you say that you do feel vulnerable, you know, so say like if you're in a relationship with someone and they, and you go, do you know what? I'm feeling really down, really low. And that is the reason why I've been a bit distant recently it depends on that relationship you could that person in that relationship could go look i'm here for you like whatever you need you know if you're feeling down let's try and you know seek help for it whatever but then you could also get the other end which i get the feeling that caroline probably had which was that she probably expressed to them and was saying that she was going through these ups and downs very kind of bipolar type you know um tendencies and they they didn't know how to react they didn't know how to help they didn't necessarily yeah. know whether they didn't want to help, but they just didn't know how to help. And that's what escalated to this point. Um, and I'm not necessarily blaming those guys, but it kind of helped, right? So there isn't there is another caveat to this as well. Like obviously depression can come in so many different forms or ways. I was speaking to my mate Sean the other day who um was addicted to cocaine and then pretty much drinking as well, pretty much an alcoholic. And he again had a similar sort of thing where he had an Instagram account and he had a whole community and then Marva had another podcast on my podcast with a, a lady who was in debt and financial difficulty and that also uh, went to depression and they had a thought they formed an Instagram profile where it was just completely blank you know or anonymous as they call it there's so many different things you can do if you've got so many problems but the thing is once you start putting yourself out there that community is there and it is powerful so yeah uh, it's crazy crazy world we live in but mm. there is help out there mm. yeah and it and it also as well just to just finish up is that it doesn't necessarily always need to be someone giving you an answer but also secondly it doesn't need to be somebody who is necessarily a professional you just need somebody to express your a, 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 you know a way to express yourself uh on the way that you're feeling mm. that just just getting that out by just typing it or talking it or doing whatever can actually just relieve that that tension sometimes um and again i'm yeah. feeling that it is really affecting your the way you're working the way that your your relationships are with friends family you know uh, other people as well that you're in uh, in relationships with it's if you feel that that is the case then then by all means you know we say let's talk but also you know seek help you know there is yeah professional help out there free professional help as well that you know you don't need to uh go to some sort of expensive retreat to try and solve it there is help out there for everyone so um but yeah again guys the the last you know couple of podcasts have been you know quite interesting but quite you know sad stories that we've had to talk about really uh that we've decided to talk about and i think that going forward we will continue to you know, talk around these stories and again, try and raise this kind of community of, of people that can feel that they can talk and um, express themselves. 
Um, so again, as I said before, you know, if there is anything that you guys want us to talk about or to um, come on the show potentially as well, um, then by all means reach out, DM us um, at Let's Talk with Matt and Johnny uh, on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, let us know. And, uh, and yeah, we look forward to speaking to you soon. Um, thanks very much for your time today, guys. Appreciate your time. Uh, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. See you later.